the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, inviting you to join the fight to end human trafficking. Look in the eyes to see. Look in me straight to leave. You give me all I need. So give me courage to believe. Each week, Abolition Radio sheds light on the darkness of modern slavery, celebrates the work of abolitionists who are fighting for freedom, and equips the church to engage in the work of justice with hope rooted in God's Word. Our goal is to see a radio audience become an army of gospel activists. You're in the neighborhoods we live in. You're in the ones we're passing by. You're in the ones we call our neighbors. And the ones who still escape our eyes. Now here's the host of Abolition Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks, Dave, and welcome to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We're in the studio today with an awesome advocate, leader, woman, friend. Uh, but before I announce who we've got here, <laughs> dun, 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 um, I want to say hi to my partner in justice, Benita Hopkins. Hello, Vanessa and and world. (laughs) Yes, we are excited today. Yeah. So we have in studio with us today, um, Jill Rains, who's the founder and director of Out of Egypt Network. Um, Jill grew up in the Bay Area. She actually is a survivor of human trafficking. She's a survivor leader. And she has that in her bio. Gave me the okay to share it right off the top, man. <laughs> and and she, you know, she has um, experienced a certain kind of, of um, I'd say, abuse here in, in the world of pornography. And also yeah. experiencing kidnapping in that. And so maybe, you know, we can talk a little bit. I actually was meeting, talking with some moms today about how prevalent is kidnapping versus, you know, Romeo, the Romeo uh, uh, exploitation. And so we can talk some little bit about that, but you facilitated a healing curriculum for victims of sexual abuse and you're a, uh, you were a licensed minister for a time and completed um, some uh, education at Bethany Bible College in addition to addiction counseling. You, you've just been doing some amazing work, uh, you know, chosen as a trailblazer and filmed for a TED Talk um, and uh, recently uh, you know, I heard about, I actually couldn't attend, but I heard about an event that you put on that was hugely successful and it, your ministry is based in prayer and in love and um, certainly with survivor leadership in mind. Yeah. And so it was powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I heard so, um, so many people told me that. So okay. anyway, uh, so Jill, <laughs> welcome Hi. to the show. I am so happy to be here and I'm excited to be with you guys today. Yeah. We're excited to have you. Yeah, I miss you, and I don't always get to hang out and talk to you. I know it's <laughs> it's really sad, but you know, I like I have so many people that I admire and I consider friends that are out 
And because of, you know, time constraints, we don't get to spend the time, even, you know, friends that I've had for 30 years and so on. It's like the time is so limited. I know. And so it's just a precious gift to be able to spend an hour together and and see where you're at, what you're doing. So maybe we could go back just thinking. So you're a Bay Area native. Yes. And, um, you know, I as I read through your bio there, you you are a survivor. Uh, But there was time before that. Right. And so tell us about Jill before that happened. What, 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 you know, what were you doing in the Bay Area? And uh, who, who, you know, who did you hope to be and aspire to be? Well, I actually grew up right where we're sitting, basically not in this office. but <laughs> Really? <laughs> not in this right building. Right on the table? No. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I have no. a girlfriend. No but kidding the, you. No. I have a girlfriend that uh, she, her mother, like we were walking, we were talking one day and she said she was walking around Golden Gate Park. And she says she points to a rock and she says, right there, that's where you were conceived. Oh, my <laughs> like, goodness. Oh, thanks, Mom. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thanks for the right information. On that, right on that rock. Wow. <laughs> no. So childbirth but, in the KFAX studio. That's awesome. No, no. It, no. In this area. This, in this area. Okay. But this is really full circle for me. Yeah. Because mm. I started my life here. Yeah. And in Fremont. And I um, grew up here. I actually came from Sacramento when I was five years old because I had asthma and they had to Mm. move my family away from where it was so hot. And they said, well, she can breathe easier Mm. if she was maybe in the Bay Area. I find find that kind of ironic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Let's save her life and move her. (laughs) But it wasn't just the place. I think, you know, things happen the way they do. But um, I grew up here and I actually was from suburbia, from what I thought was just the most amazing, awesome little street where all of the neighbors knew each other. We had, the kids had plays, you know, my mom let me have businesses for the block. Like I would have a hair salon one day and a restaurant in my playhouse (laughs) that my dad built. Yeah. And she would serve the sandwiches and um, we, it was really, really fun. And after you know, a while, I think when I was 14, my parents got divorced. Mm. And I think that in divorce, a lot of things happen um, with the children because you can, the family's in disarray. There's emotions going every which way. And um, there's like a separation and parents tend to get distracted because they're going through this breakup. Yeah. And so I kind of got lost on the side a little bit and held it together. Fine. I got on the Dean's list in my high school, but no one talked to me about my education or anything like that. What I wanted to do because they were all had kind of gone their own way. And my mom was working, trying to care for my sister. So I was trying to care for her and things like that. So I ended up um, marrying a rock and roll musician, a singer Mm -hmm. who opened for a lot of famous people in the Bill Graham circuit and a lot of people we know about um, in the secular that sing and bands. But he, um, as you can imagine, I mean, I loved him very much, but I had to leave like three years later. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a dance fitness business with the top, um, one of the top companies in the country. And then I had started my own and I got hit by a car right around the same time. So I'd lost my husband, my home because I left there and, um, and my career, because I thought I'd be doing that for a while. And if you're, Oh, and the accident caused you to not be able to dance. Yeah. And a back injury. So, oh. I, so I couldn't dance. So I was completely lost. And plus I was just broken hearted. Mm-hmm. 
And, and were you a Christian at this time? Yeah, I was. People kind of misunderstand when you tell them stories, especially when it comes to human trafficking. I think they always assume that you found Jesus afterwards, and I did find Jesus afterwards. But I hadn't, you know, I, I found him when I was little, and I knew of the Lord when I was little. I'd gone to church up to about the third grade, from Lutheran churches to Baptist churches. I was I had relatives and friends that took me, and then you know you just kind of, if your family's really not in into it because it was others taking me. Um, I got separated from the church a little bit, but it was, you know, it was in you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, it was definitely in me because Mm. when it all happened, you know, I was faced straight up with evil Mm. and I'm I'm face to face with like looking how, at how real the enemy was and how real all these people were that were participating in in things along with him. And my first thought was Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so I began calling out to him right away. Mm. Um, and, but the thing is, is when you're, and I thought this today because I'm working with other girls and I'm thinking when you're in the midst of it, you know, you don't think about running at first. You think I'm, especially if you've been drugged and your memory's lost, you don't think of going, I need to go away and get someplace safe. You're thinking someone's going to come and save me. Right. Someone's going to protect me. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to help me if I ask, if I tell them. But you have to figure out what you're going to tell them because you don't remember everything mm-hmm. in some of these crimes and the ones that I was hurt by. So, Yeah. Wow. So, so here you were, and this is good for our listening audience to hear because mm-hmm. I think there's still a stereotype that goes on that mm-hmm. where people think that, uh, you know, statistically speaking, right, the preponderance of uh, – of those that are impacted by human trafficking or African-American Latino um, in this country. country. And and certainly there are many vulnerability factors, being in foster care, being, um, you know, impoverished, right? But um, you had none of those going. But what you had was a trauma, a family trauma in, in divorce at the age of 14, followed by a, um, painful relationship that ended and an accident and that, that interrupted your, what you thought would be your career. And it was the vulnerability. That's what they're looking for. And it didn't matter who you were or what color you were or mm-hmm. where you were really, you were vulnerable and looked alone. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's really, that's the only, uh, that's the only piece that really matters, the right? Common the common denominator. denominator. Yeah. yeah. So when we come back, um, I want to talk some more about that and then also just kind of feather in things that parents can be thinking about, listeners can be thinking about when they consider the vulnerabilities in their households and mm. in their communities, um, because this is not a one size fits all kind of mm. scenario. Right. Exploiters are very interested in expanding their opportunities. Mm. And so um, we will talk some more about that when we come right back. And thank you for listening to Abolition Radio. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. 
Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Abolition Radio as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Abolition Radio. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. We are in the studio today with Jill Rains, and she is the founder and director of Out of Egypt Network. Um, so you were telling in our last segment uh, about how, you know, you had this, and I, I jumped in and asked you about your faith, but uh, I'd love to pick up there just thinking about, you know, you had these series of events that occurred. Yes. And uh, there you were. You you had back injury. You weren't able to dance. You had lost your home. You had lost your your husband. And I'm I'm sure your identity. Yes. Yeah. Your parents were divorced. It's yes. Like, who's Jill? And you know when you marry a musician and you get a divorce, they're not exactly sympathetic. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know. I, I told you so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There was that that feeling very strongly. So you felt really alone. Yeah. And so the first thing you want to do is you want to, you know, kind of lean towards your friends. And so um, I had a couple of girlfriends that I just, um, I went out with. And there was a lot of socializing in this area then. A lot of, you know, really um, nice places where you could go and eat and and they had music everywhere. And so I was just, my whole heart just felt better when I was around music. Yeah. And so um, there was a club that was a little rock and roll club and it was really from people from the suburban area, most, you know, mostly really talented people, um, really a lot of friendships and stuff. And so we had gone out there and the girl that ran this jam night locally, um, was my, became my friend kind of when she began talking to me, she knew my ex-husband, she knew I sang with my ex-husband a little bit. And she said, you know, she wanted me to sing with her. And I said, well, you know, my range isn't that high and I've got, you know, and I thought of all these insecurities Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I was like, you know, maybe not. She said, you have a particular kind of voice that people like and it's kind of cool. And so she said, I want, you know, I want to work with you. And so I worked with her and we had fun and um, she pushed me. Then, um, you know, there was some events that happened. Like I was staying at my mom's for a while and then – I needed a place to start over. Like I said, I didn't have the house that with my husband anymore, and I didn't have the job to be able to pay for that. But I had um, a male friend who was strictly a male friend. It's very sweet person, mm-hmm. and very kind, and um, he was for real. Yeah, you know, not one that you somebody you find out later is like just there for something else. Mm-hmm. And he was just amazing, and he had this roommate, and he let me stay there for a while. And I know that the initiation of them finding me was not him but his roommate mm. who had a really good job mm. and opened a door. And um, I didn't see it, anything happen though, until I went into these um, to, to sing at a club just right outside of town. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had never really gone too far outside my town mm-hmm. to hang out or anything. And so I went there. And so my all I can tell you is my first memory was when I was told that this guy had a room to rent and he was a security guard for this top band that was on MTV. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I knew the guy in the band and I and they, everybody said, oh, he's a great guy. I went there probably, you know, uh, being really naive because I was always safe with my husband in the clubs. He was very protective. Mm-hmm. And even though he warned me, I just thought he was jealous, you know, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> because he, he wasn't always right. So, <laughs> yeah. So I um, so I went there and the first night I was there, I was drugged, I was raped and I was filmed. Now, the drugging isn't from recreational drugs. It's something that they put in your drink and it doesn't have to be alcohol. It could be in your food and it knocks you out from the, and from the time you go to sleep to the time you wake up, you have no memory, but you, they can, if they give you the right amount, they can wake you up and you're functioning and talking like a human robot. Is it like a roofie or what? It is. But uh, later on, as I was told, they were making their own and they were extremely dangerous. You could have a heart attack. Hmm. Even, even though we know roofies could kill you this, I was even warned from one of the kind of one of the perpetrators at one point, um, because people, God brings people into your life to save you. Mm. And I would get a lot of help from people you would never expect Yeah, along the way. Because when it got really dangerous, I would have died many times. A lot of times, the guys who met you and knew that you didn't belong there and knew what was going on would come in and save your life or help you. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it makes complete sense is that he, he sends in people, he convicts hearts along the way. Even people that are supposed to be perpetrating evil against you feel compelled not to. Uh, yes. It brings me to, uh, um, you know, there, there, you know, there, there are those instances where people, and, and and even when we think about Stockholm syndrome, right? These little niceties that people that are keeping you, uh, harboring you, right? There's a fine line. to you, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, he was so nice, but was he? But right, you know? and and I and I could tell, especially from a distance later on, who really was and who wasn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I can say there were people who may not have been considered nice. But they were to me and got me out and did not harm me. Yeah. Um, and I know that those people were sent by God. And yeah. I know people that had harmed me that felt bad that, you know what I mean? Where yeah. God convicts them and they can't take – it was so bad and evil what was happening that some of the criminals couldn't take it because they liked you. Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel – you know, like sometimes when I tell my story, I don't – feel like it's my story. Like it's, it, I can't, it's so disconnected from what, who I am today. Yes. Do you ever feel that way? Oh my gosh. Is this a, what is this? And the the further I get in life now with Mm. the way God is growing things and doing things with me and with just out of Egypt, it's just that my life is now so distanced from it. The further you get away, the more you go, it it feels like I'm going to tell that story. Mm. Yeah, that story, mm-hmm. right? That story. Mm-hmm. And um, you're right. You're right. And then I just, you know, shake it off and go, wait a minute. That's your that's your testimony and that's what God saved you from. And it's also something that people need to know about because this happened here in suburbia. Mm-hmm. This is happening in every city. I mean, there is no city in the Bay Area that I haven't heard of a victim of mm-hmm. being drugged, being filmed, right. re- repeated, 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 and SRA, which is satanic ritual abuse. Right. Yeah, and I want to talk about the satanic ritual abuse that you endured. I think it's important for people to understand um, there's a, a variety of ways that human trafficking um, is done and for a variety of differences. And we know that the enemy is at hand in all of it. That's right. And some of it is more covert than others. Yeah. Um, but I, I, before we go to break, um, I just want to say, right, in Revelations 21, 5, he who was seated on the throne, seated on the throne, said, I am making everything new. Everything. Everything oh, new. Amen. 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 And so over you, over me, over mm-hmm. you, Benita, over mm-hmm. anyone who's listening, mm-hmm. God makes everything he new. He does. Hallelujah. He does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And so we need to stand on that. And, you know, he lets me reach back and I get all fired up and everything. Because I remember all of a sudden that little 12-year-old starts going, ah, this happened to me. And everybody needs to know. But I come back yeah. to that peace that surpasses all understanding and this scripture that says he makes everything new. Um, do you ever feel, I heard what you just said. Do you ever feel that it's time to, I don't need to tell that story anymore. Do you ever feel like that? Honestly, recently I have had a few seconds where it's crossed my mind like, God, why do I feel this way when I'm going, when I'm called? I didn't used to feel this way. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because I feel like it tries to pull me back. Mm. And I want to know if that's a selfish reason in me mm. or not selfish. Like it's, that's wrong because right. it's, okay, it's okay to feel that way. You should, you know, it's not a pretty place. Right. What I'm trying to bring to people with God is that selfish. And I think that um, it's just something I did stay in prayer about, about how much do I tell? When mm. do I tell that? Like, when will I be able to reach? When am I talking about it? When I'll be able to reach another girl who will hear me? Yeah. Mm. The television show I did that went around the world in nine languages a girl called with my story yeah, and we found her right now. We haven't got her completely out because she doesn't understand why she has to leave. Right. But that moment, do I give that up? Mm. Well, and I think too, one of the things that we have to um, give ourselves some space to do, because I noticed, you know, I, I, I hadn't been telling my story and then I, it, there's a, a flip side of not telling your story, mm. which is that people start to, minimize mm. who you are and your experiences and um you oh, know I, I and and mm -hmm. so you, so mm -hmm. then you start getting like some story envy because <laughs> because no seriously because because other people are telling their story mm. as if it's more uh uh, you know, like they're the person that's supposed to be setting the pace on what we're supposed to do to solve this. Exactly. Right. And that can't and, happen. And and so then <laughs> it's, it, and it's like everybody's story matters. Yes. But then, but, but you have to reserve the right to say today, I don't feel like telling my mm. story because mm -hmm. today I just right. want to be Jill. I want to be Vanessa. I want to be Benita. Mm. Right. And I just want to be a mom or whatever, you know, like sometimes, well, we'll come right back. Cause I, I want to talk about t-shirts. So hmm. hold on to that. Let's talk about T-shirts when we come back. And thank you for listening to Abolition Radio. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages from our sponsors. Hi, this is Vanessa Russell with Abolition Radio, where every week we invite you to join the fight to bring an end to human trafficking. Abolition Radio is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, our nonprofit, which is dedicated to the rehabilitation, education, and protection of youth involved or at risk of becoming involved in domestic sex trafficking. Our goal with Abolition Radio is to eradicate human trafficking in all forms, sex trafficking and labor trafficking locally and globally. We are excited to bring this program to KFAX as we will share stories of hope and opportunities to mobilize the body of Christ and turn this audience into an army of gospel activists who will speak up for justice and act on behalf of those who are trapped or recovering from slavery. Find us on Facebook at Abolition Radio or on the web at abolitionradio.org and join me each Saturday at 3 p.m. for an exciting episode of Abolition Radio right here on AM 1100 KFAX. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. And welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. Again, we're in the studio with Jill Raines. 
who is the founder and director of Out of Egypt Network. And um, just um, uh, so T-shirts. Um, so one of the one day I was um, getting ready to go out on a date with my husband and it was going to be low key date, go to the movies, get something to eat. And I popped on, you know, a T-shirt that says I walk because others cannot walk and p- others are enslaved. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's like, honey, do you have to wear that all the time? Like we're going out on a romantic date and you're like, I will kill anybody who's like <laughs> raping children. You know, like, <laughs> like, can we just be out and be romantic, please? So, like, oh, yeah. I better go put on something frilly and, and right. pink. Right. Right. <laughs> but I know what he meant, yeah. right? You Such know? a stereotype. But right. okay, I got you. You get what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I was being sarcastic. Yeah, I know. But, I know. but, he, but you know, it's, it, the point is, is that there are those times where it's like you show up to a party mm. and everyone goes, here comes Miss Human Trafficking. Yes. Mm. Oh, my gosh. And that's all I want to talk about. Oh, my gosh. Yes. You know, and you're like, no, dude, I'm talking about something else today. Like the book I just read mm-hmm. or a prayer right. or whatever. Right. And so you do you have that? Oh my gosh. Those situations? Yeah. Do you oh. f- ever feel that way? Like Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I go places and it's like and I stopped using the word survivor just because I would walk in the door and it's like, oh, she's a survivor. Survivor, survive. Mm. Well, surviving and I had this male victim, male who was a victim, tell me this, Tony Gapistone. He was telling mm-hmm. him, he said, Surviving is the hardest thing we had to do. Mm. So we survived something. But we're not daily survivors of this. Yeah. And so um, sometimes, yeah, I really wish people would talk to me, just like talk to me. Yeah. yeah just and see you. Mm-hmm. Because it's 24-7 thinking about that is not really the freedom that you're looking for. That's I mean, why I asked the question yeah, that, that I asked. Yeah, it's good you asked that. Bonita. You know, yeah. because that's what I find that more and more survivors eventually they get to. And I was just curious if you ever felt that way. Yeah. There comes this point where like things start getting different, you know, and it's uh, like, I came to give you life abundantly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes my sister asked me, is it hard, you know, it must be so hard for you to talk about this every time. Yeah. And and then, then, you know, go back to what you're doing in your life. And I said, it is, you know, and it's just discernment of when and where and, And And, and learning to know how to let go. Yeah. And conversations at parties, you know, you've got to, I, I guess, go to the right party. <laughs> right. Right. And know the right person that you want to bring that and conversation And expanding your horizons with. with people. Because, like, I don't think maybe all people maybe would deal with it that way. I think people mm. that are closer to us and they've seen us in action, yeah. then they tend to talk about it more. Mm. Yeah. I, I think for me, like, I don't have that with my very close friends like we we just That's we good. don't we never yeah we never go there yeah it's yeah. like they know you're you're the expert in this area but we don't need to talk about it unless something comes up right right that's like a kid one of our kids is having a problem or something but i think it's where you know you go to a work meeting and you're you know a work social meeting and you know that there's opportunities to get more people to volunteer more people to care right. about this issue so you're kind of uh, is this a time you talk about that right. or not? That's and, you know, and, and then, and how, <laughs> how does that hurt your career career? Right. <laughs> Too? Mm-hmm. Cause I've had many executives that I start having a conversation with and it's very clear that they're buyers or they have been buyers or they're scared for their daughters or they're, you know, they don't right. want to believe this is happening. And I work in a predominantly male, uh, environment and people are like, 
I don't want to talk about this. Mm-hmm. This is too much. Right. And so I I did a um a training and I was kind of asked I didn't know that I was supposed to go ask for money. And I felt like I completely dropped the ball. Uh-huh. And I went with this place where these men were there to invest in businesses mm. and they bring me up and they had no idea I was coming. Oof. And the person who brought me there knew exactly in detail what I was going to talk about. And I thought she was going to lose it afterwards mm. because when I was done, it turns out I was supposed to ask for money mm. for my organization. And nobody told me that they told me I was training them. So I trained these businessmen on human trafficking and pornography and nobody would knew it was coming. <laughs> oh <laughs> my gosh. And they're all like, they, oh. well, they were very concerned about how it affected their brains afterwards. <laughs> yeah. You know, which was good. I mean, they were aware. And, um, you know, I didn't ask for money and I didn't, get any, which is okay because they're a little bit smarter, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it makes you like, you've got to be aware what you're going into and Mm -hmm. what you're supposed to be doing at the time, because Mm -hmm. I've always been asked to tell the story and train. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, so, so there's these moments and I think, you know, I appreciate you uh, bringing that up, Anita, because I think more survivors um, need to feel empowered Mm -hmm. to say, I'm at this place in my journey where you know, I don't, I, I reserve the right to mm-hmm. say, I don't want to go there today. Like, you know, uh, sometimes I'm invited to come and speak and I'm going to touch on the thing of human trafficking, but I feel lately, um, the Lord has been kind of revealing to me that he wants me to talk about his word and mm-hmm. talk about his promises. Exactly. Ta- mm-hmm. You too. I'm getting the same thing. Yeah. I mean, every day I'm mm-hmm. getting this, it's pulling more towards him, more mm-hmm. him. And, mm-hmm. and so, and, and one of the things that he's been showing me, Jill, and, and tell me if you feel the same, but he's been showing me like, yeah, human trafficking is part of your purpose. Mm-hmm. It's the net, right? Mm-hmm. but it's not mm-hmm. the end. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not the, oh, you solved modern day slavery. Um, so and we're all good. Mm-hmm. Like you could solve modern day slavery and there would be something else that's there that replaces yeah. it. Yeah. That is ill ill intent to tear down my kingdom and my people and ruin my people. Right. And and this these are the words that hit me. I don't want to I'm not coming to bring the bad news. Mm-hmm. I'm coming to bring the good news. Right. The good news. How yeah. do I do both? Right. I mean, yeah. how do I tell you the truth? Right. Yeah. To keep you safe. Right. But I need to tell you yeah. why I'm standing here. Yeah. Right. I need to done. tell you yeah. what you will need if you can't stand there. Right. right. And, and who God is and just, yeah. 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 So it's, it's like a, refining the purpose. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Right? Oh, yeah. Chills. yeah. I've just been going through that. Yeah. And when you're in those situations where, because I, I think we all have those speaking engagements, all those speaking engagements don't warrant our, you know, our come to Jesus moment. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But, you know, that's when you you know, call on the wisdom of God to still give you the the words to say that still bring him glory and still point to him, Absolutely. though maybe the audience may not know that. Right. I, yeah. I have I, I learned to kind of how yeah. let that happen. I, I call them my teacher moments because I've always had to do that in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, where you, you me, the teacher is not to bring up the Lord, but still his principles still work. Yeah. I can still teach the principles and they're his I haven't maybe called his name, but they are his. Exactly. I'm, you know, the scripture is his and mm-hmm. the principle is there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in those speaking engagements, the same thing, but bringing him glory and turning it to him because he's the answer to, yeah. all, to it all. Right. 
Yeah. And it's, it's so interesting because lately, like I was in Sacramento um, late earlier this week, visiting with an awesome couple, Rachelle and uh, Lauren of uh, City of Refuge. And they, um, they were talking about how, you know, we, you know, what, what our purpose is in, in this fight and that there's all these intertwinings of poverty and intertwinings of abuse mm-hmm. that net it, you know, weave itself into the issue of human trafficking. Right. And, you know, they were talking about, you know, gentrification and, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and, you know, how that weaves itself into even as simple as uh, the signs that are on the streets, they're, mm-hmm. they're re- reshaping a community in SAC mm-hmm. and the signs that they put on the street, there's no diverse faces on the signs. Mm-hmm. And right. so it indicates like this area is being revamped and cleaned up right. mm-hmm. and you're not part of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we've got to be aware of it's not just human trafficking. It's us. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's our heart. It's right. our eyes. It's our, it's, it's our willingness to love people where they are. And even I was speaking with some real estate agents and they were talking about how bad neighborhoods and, mm nothing bad is happening. And I just thought right away, and I know what they mean. Cause you know, in right. that context, they're trying to sell houses and they're trying to make sure there's no crime in that area. Right, you want it to be safe. Right. But then you're like, but then you're like, what about these people? Right. So how do I reach them? They're, is it good that there's bad in my neighborhood? Th- yeah. They're trying to build a wall in San Jose. I'm part of CHAM ministries, which is the community homeless Alliance ministry. And I went down to the camps with, mm. with the pastor that's over us was just Scott wagers. And we went down there, and he told me that he found a girl in a shower curtain and a guy guarding her with a machete down in the camps. They're selling the girls and stuff. And so I, it was an eye-opening um, to go out there and talk to the people and the next day find out they're building a wall to block the people out. Yeah. And so it's mixed emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So when we come back, we didn't touch on the satanic aspect of what you had experienced. I want the listening audience to hear about this. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens when we keep our eye, when we let our eye wander away from what God is telling us to do? These, this is the extent to which it can go and further. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to Abolition Radio. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages. This is Pastor Gary from Faith Fellowship in San Leandro. We are so excited about Abolition Radio every Saturday. And we have seen Love Never Fails under Vanessa grow right here in San Leandro out of our church at Faith Fellowship. And now her ministry. God gave her a passion to get young people out of the sex trafficking and sex slave industry. And she has been doing a phenomenal job. Not only is it locally, but now it's going globally. In fact, I prophesied to her that God was going to use her to go nationwide. And that's exactly what's been happening. She is a woman with a vision, with a direction and a passion to see these young people come out of this kind of arena. And to God be the glory. Join with her every Saturday on Abolition Radio to hear what she has to say and then become a part of what she's doing. AbolitionRadio.org. Love never fails. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. 
and welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. So we're going to have a uh, we're going to have Jill do a couple licks here. In, in, no, uh, no. <laughs> come on, look what they no, come on, no. give us a little bit. Come on, come on, come on. Look what they done to uh, my song, my song, mom. Come on, give, give us a couple. No, you know, no, I don't know. I don't know. Look what they've done to my song, mom. <laughs> Look what they've done to my song, Ma. Well, it's the only thing that I could do half right. It turned out all wrong, Ma. Look what they've done to my song. Wow. Woo! <laughs> You gave me chills. I was going to sing today. (laughs) You really did. I mean, and think about that. You know, your song. Your song. Yes. And the picture she painted when she sang that. Ooh, I got that. Whoosh. It was was powerful. (sighs) I I will never think of that song again any other way. way way Any other way than picturing her sing that song. It was okay. it was really powerful, but moving on. Thank you for sharing that. So yeah, that was actually was cool. you sang that at your prayer event. Yes. What was it called again? Um, well, we we started something called the Art of Prayer series in 2014, where we decided even our fundraising would be um, around art. Okay. Because it made us feel better, and you know, you do this work; it's serious, and you want, you know, we wanted to do something that made us feel good, and it's a way. It's not just a tool to reach people; it's just actually it brings in, you know, we had people from the secular at our mm-hmm. events both mm-hmm. times, the both of the prayer events we've had, and afterwards they said we have never heard anyone talk about God like this. Or, I mean, we we will bring in some secular songs and sing them to the Lord, mm-hmm. but but it's not just done as a tool; it's just done by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The yeah. whole thing is planned that way. Yeah. Yes, and so um, we tell a story, and we have a really powerful, strategic, intense prayer. Yep, in the middle of it, mm-hmm. or or closer to the end, mm-hmm. and this time we focused on Esther. Oh mm. my goodness! And so we had two stories here. One was my assistant, who's I think around twenty five years old. Uh, little Gracie, she's, she's off. She's the a chain. powerhouse. Oh right? my goodness! Grace is is so talented, and she's just she's a trip. And I love her, and we get along so good. And so um, she helped me plan the whole thing. And she said, "You told me the story of God speaking to you about this moment you had in this crisis moment, and it really shows the heart of a woman, mm. not a victim." Mm but of a woman and how she felt as a woman. And, and, and I said, well, that's the fairy tale story of me talking to God and him initiating this conversation with me about this moment where I got angry. And, I, and believe it or not, I really didn't get that angry like that before. Mm-hmm. And um, so she wanted us to do the fairy tale story. And I said, but we're doing Esther. And she said, well, we can do both. And it just happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just cool. And so at the end, we had an Esther march. Man. Where and where the three of us, Grace wow. and I, and our dancer Nicole, um, did this kind of dance, um, calling in the Holy Spirit, and we had a costume maker from a private school in San Jose took us to the fabric store, and the school took us on as a as a project and paid for, not only paid for the fabrics and made all our costumes for the show, um, for the event, I should say. Um, but she also um, sewed, sewed them all by hand, practically, and they were just beautiful. And then they went into the store and bought the most expensive fabric there was for me. 
Wow. And I for this dance, when those wow. esters walked in that through the back there, it was powerful. That's awesome. It and, was powerful. And this, and we what song was that? I don't even the, know. The, I don't remember the song. The song oh right gosh. before them was me playing on the violin. Yes, and, and Benita that, played the violin. That right was a secular that. song. It was so, from West Side Story. Some somewhere. Somewhere mm. a place for us. Yeah, mm. a, there's a place for us. And then the, basically we were calling on God good. and we were calling everybody to pray with us. And then it just got down. Yeah. <laughs> so it just it got down. It just yeah, got it down. down and got and down. And we prayed about things that people don't usually pray about or they don't usually know about. And we dealt with a secular audience at the same time. A few of them were, were from the secular. And so um, basically the prayer events were, are those is we, is we need people behind this there is you can't fight human trafficking you know it's from the enemy like we said the satanic ritual abuse you know the only thing that bothers me is you tell people that especially on the air or something and then they see you and they go how did you get involved in that these victims are not involved in it even if you have a girl that was being sold on the street no matter how she got there she wasn't Usually, you know it i've never found anyone who was involved in it yeah it was part of the kidnapping part of the sexual assault the ritual abuse was part of that. Most of them don't have many memories of it. And so the whole prayer event mm-hmm. is for this, is that, you know, even when we're helping victims one-on-one and we can't see, um, we felt like we haven't done enough or we haven't grabbed hold of them and they let go and stuff. We are bringing God into the room when That's we walk it. in. Amen. We're bringing his presence in. Yeah. And we're bringing that, that sometimes that's what seems so subtle and that love is really powerful. They yeah. haven't seen it. So we need to speak we need to gather these people to pray because God is going to take things down. He turns things upside down. Yes. He made those perpetrators. He made mm-hmm. that enemy. What is the scripture um, that says it's the coals and the fire? I made the one mm-hmm. who lights the coals. And, and it's the it's the one about, um. oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to look it up. I feel bad. I didn't look it up first. Keep talking. We'll look it up. Okay. So I have the fiery coals. I'm the one who did. He's the one in charge. There's nothing above God. So mm-hmm, if there's nothing right. above God and we belong to him and we're his voice. Then we're not just his hands and feet. We're his. We're his presence. We're his voice. We can activate someone's freedom from across the world. We can a- activate freedom for people across our country. Yes. We not only can break off chain, speak about breaking off chains, but speak their victory. You know, we're doing more than we know when yes. we do that. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I. I was. Uh, I was looking. I'm sorry. When you were asking the point about the scripture, I was actually looking up the lyrics of the song Holy Spirit fill this room uh, because that was the image I was getting Mm. as you were talking Uh, Shekinah glory sweet perfume we need your presence in come fill this room I just saw you know him being there and resting on everyone like you said when we come in even though we may not uh, in the in the natural conquer the you know Mm. take the girl out of the situation we brought the holy spirit in the room and send god to the highest places to the lowest places and into the darkest places yes where he can break the chains where he can physically even take a girl out yes i mean he's dead he did it in africa yeah with lions had Mm. rescued a traffic a girl who was stolen yeah and lions rescued her yes and he showed me that after i'd prayed he showed me the article and i went oh my gosh he's saying ask for me to go rescue them if you have to right Is, is the Oof. scripture you're speaking of Romans twelve twenty? I think it comes after the verse about um, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. So if your enemy is hungry, feed him like a like a thirsty, like he is thirsty, give him something to drink. 
I that don't one? know. I think it's the one that's in a, doing this. You will heat burning coals on his head. Oh no, no, not no, that one. Okay. no, but that's good. <laughs> no, yeah, let's do that too. I want that too. I want that too. But it, I think it's no weapon formed against you shall prosper, and yes. every tongue that rises up against you in judgment you shall condemn. Um, for that is your inheritance in Christ Jesus. And right after that, I think it says, "For I am the one who created the waster to destroy." Uh, Isaiah fifty four seventeen. Uh, yes. Yep. Good. If he did so that, and most people will go, well, why did he do that? Don't even look at what he's saying. Mm-hmm. If he created him, then God's in control of it. Oh, right. Yeah. And we know that, yep. but we need to, we need to be that voice and that activation. Mm. Yeah. And it can appear subtle, but he, we call him in. Yeah. That's right. That's yep. right. Yep. So Holy Spirit, we are calling you in, mm. Lord. We we call you in mm. even right now mm-hmm. on the airwaves, God. Yes, God. You revealed to me earlier today that sometimes we put more faith on the radio waves that mm. this is this sound is coming over than we do mm. in you. And we put more mm. faith in uh, the in knowing that there's air in our lungs than we do in mm. you, God. Mm. I pray against that, mm. and I pray that we would be bold and we would know that you have counted us righteous and that you have called us into those dark places to be a light before man, God, not to come and condemn, but to bring your love, to bring your love that pulls the most evil thing away from your children, God, and protects us, God, that comes into the deep, dark places and rescues us from ourselves and rescues us from the hands of the enemy, God. I thank you Mm -hmm. for that today. And I pray a special blessing over Jill and all over the uh, Out of Egypt Network. Mm -hmm. I I pray that you would just have your way with them, God, and cover them with your love and with your your peace, God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 We'll be right back, and thank you for listening to Abolition Radio. We'll be back with more Abolition Radio right after these messages from our sponsors. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Abolition Radio as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Abolition Radio. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, where you are invited to join the fight against human trafficking. Welcome back to Abolition Radio, the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails. And so uh, first off, I want to thank our guests. Mm-hmm. Thank um, you. Jill, you're just a blessing. And um, I know you have a, an event uh, that you'd like to share. And we want to encourage people to come out and support you. I got a call from this dance group. They're called Dance for His Glory. Oh. And I think every few years they have a fundraiser and they were looking for someone and they asked someone at a church who they thought they should give their money to wow. <laughs> or their help to. And they were talking to someone that knew me. And so we talked to each other and they're going to have their event at Ohlone College in Fremont. 
on August 20th at 3.30 p.m. in the Smith Theater. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what the event is called or whether it's just called Dance for His Glory, but that's the name of the group. And they've been they've been around for years, evidently, and I just can't wait to meet them. We've only talked on the phone, but I was so grateful and I was really happy. And I can't wait to be in a room with that praise music and watching them dance. And mm, That's beautiful. Look at this dance thing that's manifesting here. Ah, that's awesome. <laughs> so we have some other things, but before we get to those things, I wanted to just make an appeal to the listening audience. We have sort of reached a moment with Abolition Radio where... Uh, we're going to have to make some decisions. Um, we are, uh, as you know, we're a listener-supported um, uh, ministry um, a, 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 in terms of the media outreach that we're doing here. And we are in desperate need of uh, a sponsor um, and, you know, a church, a corporation, an individual, a uh, group of folks. Um, we've we've made we've called out that we'd like you to join us to be one of the million ways that you solve human trafficking by by donating a dollar a month to us or or more if you can. And you can do that on our website, which is love never fails us dot com. But just being very forthcoming, we really need more support than that. Um, it costs uh, quite a bit, uh, you know, almost two thousand dollars to run this show per month. And we've been doing it for two and a half years, and I constantly hear people saying it's blessed them, it's prov- it's opened their eyes, it's helped them to um, have some tangible things they can do to fight against human trafficking, never mind the support that I think it provides to the guests who can then share their their right. their their podcasts on their websites and but um but we've got to you know we've got to get some financial support to keep the lights on so please do keep us in prayer and speaking of prayer if you would like to join us for our community prayer circles we started this in June and it was amazing we were in Mountain House and we were in Hayward and we'd like to expand the territory to include wherever you are and so if you would like to join us we ask you to reach out to prayer at loveneverfailsus.com and just say where you're going to be praying. Uh, it is on the first Sunday of every month in a public place. You set the time and we are praying that God um, hears our cries and makes his presence known in our midst. And this, I would ask, could be one of the things that you could commit to prayer, which is the continuance of the media outreach in the community, as well as, you know, the prayer outline that Chantel, our prayer leader, provides. So, Benita, you also have some events going on. Yes, we do. And just here in a couple of weeks, we will be at the Alameda County Fair for our annual hour there of bringing awareness to trafficking. And this year, our theme is Resilience Recovered, Restored. And we will be on the stage 5.30 on July 9th from 5.30 to 6.30 there. And we will stay tuned to us which stage. We don't know exactly yet which stage, but we will put that on our Facebook page and we will be announcing it as we get closer. And last but not least, outreach for the month of July is in the East Bay. And so we will meet at uh, 577 Manor Boulevard at, at Faith Fellowship Church at 7 uh, to to gather to train those who, for the first time. And then we will pray at 8. So if you are interested um, in joining us here in the East Bay with Outreach, come on over. And last but not least, um, if you're interested in volunteering with Love Never Fails, our next volunteer orientation is Thursday, uh, July 20th at seven. So come on out. As you've heard, we could definitely use your support and your help there with all things Love Never Fails. Did you mention who's going to be at the fair? 
No, I did not. But we will be mentioning who will be at the fair here really shortly. We'll keep it. A little suspenseful? Yeah, a okay. little suspense. I know a few of our favorites will be yes. there. So I'm kind of excited. Probably all of our favorites will yeah, be there. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Well, thank you again uh, to Jill and Out of Egypt, Egypt Network. And yes. we really appreciate you. And uh, we'll continue to pray for what God's going to do in your life and for your praise and your dance mm-hmm. and your... Oh, your website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in case, because we're in the South Bay. So um, it's www.oe-network.org, and you can go to contact us. Awesome. So do get get a reach out there and support. And of course, if you haven't heard it today or ever, (laughs) we want you to know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Abolition Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and survival and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at abolitionradio.org, by liking and sharing our page on Facebook, Facebook slash Abolition Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. Abolition Radio is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported, nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in sex trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to abolitionradio.org and click on Love Never Fails. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries and with major support from the staff and membership and donors at Faith Fellowship Church. Our theme song, Courage to Believe, is by Justin McRoberts. Hear more about his passion for justice and art at justinmcroberts.com. And this is Dave Naderhood. On behalf of Vanessa, Benita, and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thanks for listening, and thanks even more for taking action to help set captives free. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.